Hello again, my beautiful friend. <laughs> Welcome back to the Goddess Journals with me, your host, Maggie. And I wanted to talk today about one of my favorite spiritual practices of all time. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably can guess what this is. The one I want to talk about today is working with the moon and moon energy. I have so many books about this that look so old and tattered and used that I've even maybe only had for a couple of years. I have one called Luna by Tamara Dryzen. I think that's how you say her name. Sorry if I'm wrong. But it literally just came out, I think, in 2020. Let me check. Yeah, it came out August 2020. And honestly, you would look at that book and think I've had it for 15 years. It's so like ragged now because I bring it everywhere. I use it all the time. So it's heavily, heavily used. And that's just because I love the moon. It went into my Instagram name, my business name, which is Spring Loon Oracle. I've always been mesmerized by the moon and getting into this sort of work, it was one of the first things I wanted to learn to work with. I think it's also a really easy gateway into spirituality, a really easy topic to be intrigued by because you hear people talking about the energy of the moon who aren't even spiritual. You know, you hear people say, oh, must be a full moon. I've heard that from like neighbors, family members, nurses. I've heard a lot of nurses actually say like, oh yeah, must be a full moon, especially if they're ER nurses. They swear it gets <laughs> busier in there because everyone just acts different. So I think it's something really easy to get into because it's something that's really common in the media and our day-to-day -day lives. So today I thought I would talk about the four main phases of the lunar cycle and how you can work with the energy of these phases to help improve your life. There's a lot more. There's more like niche phases. There's special events like a supermoon or an eclipse. And there's also the astrology aspect of what sign the moon is in and all of those sort of things. And I'd love to talk about all of them. But I thought today I would just get started with the basic understanding of what you need to know to start working with lunar energy. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to the Goddess Journals. I'm your host, Maggie Pugh, tarot reader, spiritual coach, past life regression practitioner, and your personal spiritual hype girl. I'm here to help you break down your walls and practice the radical vulnerability you need to get to know your soul at its very core. This podcast will give you the guidance to change your fear into power and take those first steps on your ultimate journey to soul transformation. So take a deep breath and let's get mystical. So working with the moon and its energy. Let's start first by just chatting about why you might want to do this and putting aside all the explanation of where the energy of the moon comes from and how it affects us. Let's just start talking about external energy and why you should work with it. So everything natural in the world, in our universe, has energy. That is the understanding, the scientific understanding, a lot of other people's understanding, and the spiritual understanding is that all things natural hold energy. That's where you get crystal work. That's how, you know, you go out into a forest and you feel grounded. You get connected with nature and you feel revitalized. It's the idea that everything that is created naturally on this earth, so not like a plastic chair because that's not natural, <laughs> 
but everything naturally created on this earth holds its own energy, holds its own vibration. And how your personal energy and vibration matches with that is how it's going to affect you. So like the example I just used, when you feel really grounded and at peace when you maybe go for a hike or out in the woods or in nature, or why going to the beach is so calming and relaxing because of the negative ions in the sand. And then you can go further into your spirituality with crystals, the moon, the zodiacs, you know, how these more quote-unquote magical items affect our energy and change our energy, right? So how your vibration matches with this other vibration of energy is going to impact how you feel moving forwards. Even if you don't relate to any of that, think of the idea of when someone who is in a really bad mood enters the room and it brings everyone down with them. Or when you have just had an argument with someone and they come into the room and the feeling immediately gets tense or awkward. Nothing has happened. It's just based on your energy matching with somebody else's. And ultimately it changes how you feel moving forwards. So you don't have to work with external energy in order for it to impact you. You can go about your day and unknowingly be influenced and affected by the energy that's around you. But when you start leaning into this external energy and working with it, your energy gets a lot easier to manage, to handle, and to change so that you are doing exactly what you need to be doing every day without feeling like you're forcing it or without feeling like it's just too difficult. For example, I just posted on my stories how not when this episode comes out, but when I'm recording it, it's Virgo season and the moon is in Libra. So yesterday I had so much to do. I had a lot of stuff to do yesterday. I had a few calls. I had a group program I was a part of and I had a lot of just work behind the scenes that I had to do. But my energy was so low and I know I'm not alone in this. I had all my friends like clients, people on Instagram. I feel like everyone and their mother was like, what is going on? I feel so low vibe. And I'm not going to get into it, but there's some other astrological things going on that could have corresponded to that. But I thought, okay, what energy is out there that I can help to align myself with that's going to boost my energy, that's going to help me feel aligned, feel more energized so I can actually get everything done that I need to. So I looked, as always, to the moon. And it was in Libra. So I looked at the light side of Libra, which is romanticism, it's fairness, it's self-care, self-love, all of that. And I thought, okay, what is one thing I can start doing today to romanticize my life? And there was a book that I really wanted to buy that came out yesterday. So I went to the cutest part of town, cutest part of Copenhagen I could find that had an English bookstore. And I went and I bought myself that book and read it in the park. It took like an hour, but because of that hour that I took to align myself with the external energy, I felt so uplifted. I felt so much more in my own energy and I was able to get stuff done that I needed to get done. So working with external energy, while it might not fix everything entirely, it can really help to enhance your own energy or enhance your mood or just allow you to have kind of like a little energetic hack to help you get going in the morning. It's like the coffee of the spiritual world. (laughs) 
So today, let's just go over the four main phases of the moon so that you can start using this little spiritual coffee that is moon energy for yourself. We're going to be looking at new moons and full moons, but then also the periods between them. So we'll start at the new moon because that's the beginning of the lunar phase and then look at the time between the new and the full moon, which is called the waxing period, or when the moon is in that phase, it's a waxing crescent. And then we'll look at the full moon, and then we'll look at when the moon is getting smaller, going from the full moon to the new moon, which is called the waning period, or a waning crescent. So let's start off first with talking about the new moon. A lot of people have some misconceptions when it comes to moon work because they have a little bit like the full moon and the new moon mixed up and reversed. I think this is just because the full moon is A, the most well-known, but B, the most noticeable when it's in the sky. Like you can't deny that you're more likely to notice when it's a full moon than when it's a new moon because it just is brighter because there's way more moon to see. <laughs> So one of the biggest misconceptions is that you manifest on a full moon, where really to me that isn't the case. I would say the best time to start manifesting and to set new manifestations into fruition will be with a new moon. I mean, you'll be in a manifesting process throughout the entire moon cycle. But when it comes to your stereotypical manifesting practices like sitting in the vibe, getting clear, you know, doing your affirmations, all of that, that is best done with the new and waxing moon. And let's explain why. Because a new moon is when the moon is in complete darkness, right? It's completely black. There's no light being shone on the moon. You can't see it. It's those like moonless nights. So energetically, this is seen as a blank slate or a new beginning, especially energetically. This is the perfect time for intention, action, and manifestation. If you are going to do any journal prompts, any sort of like deep work during a new moon, it would be to get yourself clear on what you want to do over the next two weeks, one month, and six months. This intention is really important because you can always reference it when you're going to be moving forward and taking action later on in the cycle. And the reason we do two weeks is because in approximately two weeks, that's when we'll be at the full moon and we'll be in a whole new phase and energy than we are now. So you set your intention of what you want to get done in the next two weeks before we hit the full moon. Then you do the next month because that is going to be until your next new moon. So that'll be a full cycle of all your different energy and you want to set all those intentions. And then you do six months because that is the next time that you will have a major moon event like a new moon, a full moon, or an eclipse in the same zodiac sign as the moon is in now. So for example, we just had about a week-ish ago a new moon in Virgo. We will not have another major moon event in Virgo until six months from now when we'll have a full moon in Virgo. So it won't be for six months until the major moon event zodiac energy will come full circle. So we want to really set our intentions for those six months to make sure that our actions are, are clear around that. And today, instead of ending with the journal questions, I'm going to be giving you journal questions throughout the episode that correspond with each moon phase. So the journal prompt I would give you for a new moon is... What would you like to achieve, create, overcome, become, and feel in the next two weeks, one month, 
and six months. So you can do this every month on the new moon. You can answer this question. And this is a great time to start to incorporate new habits, routines, rituals, anything that you're really trying to work into your day-to-day routine. The new moon is a great time to start this and start this new intention because it's a new slate, but also because you will have just released in the moon period before and you're stepping into action in the next moon period. So it's the perfect time to set these new things in your life into action. Also with this idea of fresh new energy, it's the perfect time to declare that you are releasing something. It's the perfect time for one last big day of release, letting go, moving on, anything like that. And this is best explained because in astrology, the moon represents the subconscious. So the moon is attached to and relates to your subconscious mind. The sun in astrology is related to your conscious mind, your morals, your sense of self, and your ego. And whenever you have a new moon, astrologically, that moon is in the same sign as the sun. So for example, we just had a Virgo new moon and it is also Virgo season. A season is depicted by where the sun is. So the sun is in Virgo and the moon is in Virgo. And we're also in this energy of a blank slate. So energetically, your conscious mind and your subconscious mind are in the same energy. They're the closest in communication that they'll ever be when you're in a new moon. So that's why it will be more powerful to do a big release on this day, but also why setting those intentions consciously of, I'm going to start doing a morning routine. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start journaling. I'm going to start taking better care of my skin. Whatever it is that you want to be doing, if you set that intention subconsciously, that is the best time for your subconscious mind to actually be listening and to actually implement that deep within you. So there's your rundown on the new moon. It's one day of one last final release, moving on from what you've been releasing, setting your intention, getting clear on your manifestations, and preparing yourself to take action on that moving forwards. So now let's go on to the next moon phase, which is when you're going from a new moon to a full moon. This is called, like I said before, a waxing period or the moon is a waxing crescent during these two weeks. It's waxing because the moon is becoming larger. It's getting bigger, going from complete darkness to the full illuminescent moon. Now with this phase, I don't have as much to say. This is where if you were in the next step of your spiritual journey, you would be getting like nitty gritty with the zodiac sign that the moon is in and with the actual astrology of the moon. But if you're just starting, it's important to remember that the waxing period is a time to take action. This is the time to start new projects, to act on these intentions that you've been placing with the new moon. It's the time to take a risk, make those big moves in your life, right? That's like the quit your job, apply for an interview, buy a house, buy a car, make a big investment, start a relationship, ask someone on a date, ask for a raise, you know, actually taking those big action steps is what you do during this time. But it's also just as important to remember that maybe if you don't feel like it's the right time to take those steps or you just don't have big steps to take right now, which is totally fine, you are still making those small steps forwards. 
you are still creating new habits or you are making this more of an action-based time in your business. It could be a time to lean into your art and create. Whatever it is that you decide to do, the waxing moon is just the perfect time to be taking really intentional steps forward. So when you're feeling low energy, or if you just want a daily journal prompt that you can do during the waxing moon, what you should do is ask yourself, how can I act with intention towards my goals, desires, or manifestations today? And that basically sums it up. That's your little short and sweet cheat sheet towards the waxing moon. Now the next phase is the oh-so-famous full moon. Now, like I was saying before, there's a lot of misconceptions that come with full moon energy. This is not a time to like heighten your manifestations and take the biggest action possible. This is a time for celebration and gratitude. Energy during a full moon is amplified. So your life will be amplified. So if you're taking a really scary big step, the full moon's probably not the day to do it because it's going to feel even riskier and scarier And it's more likely that you won't do it to the best of your abilities because of that fear. It's so much better to take the big steps during the waxing moon in preparation so that you can celebrate them when it comes to the day of the full moon. Full moon energy is a time to celebrate yourself, celebrate those you love, and celebrate the abundance that you have created in the past two weeks. It's the best time to just surrender yourself completely to what the day has to offer and just allow yourself to completely step into the life that you have been creating for the past two weeks. It's a time for being intentional with the feelings that you are leaning into rather than the action that you are taking. So if you have been working really hard the past two weeks during the waxing moon to create a life of stability you are going to lean into stability for the full moon and gratitude for that stability. If you have been working on creating more enjoyment, then you're going to be leaning into enjoyment. If you've been working on cultivating more flow, love, fun, that is the feeling that you will be leaning into for the full moon. You are not creating anything new. You are leaning into what you have been creating and feeling gratitude for it. And that's going to be the best for your manifestations because on a day where energy is amplified, you are feeling into that feeling that you are trying to bring in and cultivate more of. And so from a spiritual manifesting point of view, the universe is going to be like, look at them with this amazing amount of abundance, this amazing amount of love, amazing amount of security around them. I better keep sending more because that's their natural state. Now on the lower energy side, like we said, energy is amplified. So if you're in a personal place of doubt, of low energy, of fear, these emotional triggers will be amplified for the full moon. And this can create intense feelings and overwhelming feelings, especially when you look at what zodiac sign it's in. For example, Virgos have a tendency to get anxious and really bad anxiety. So during a full moon in Virgo, your anxiety is more likely to be triggered. Libras are indecisive. So it's a lot more likely that during this time you will doubt your decisions or be triggered to doubt your decisions. So that's why the full moon is so important to get intentional 
with how you want to feel because it will be really easy to be swept away in the overwhelm of this amplified external energy. So to wrap it all up about the full moon, we are leaning into celebration, intentional feeling, and just gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. (laughs) If you're going to do one thing during a full moon, write a gratitude list. And when you write a gratitude list, make sure you're not just saying, oh, I'm thankful for my partner. I'm thankful for my job, blah, 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 blah. Make sure you're saying, I am grateful for blank because it allows me, helps me, or causes me to feel blank. You want to really tap in to that feeling. Like I've said a million times, (laughs) if it's not clear by now, you want to tap into that feeling. So you want to attach that gratitude to the feeling you are trying to bring into your life during the full moon. And this could be overall gratitude, but it can be even more powerful if you, just like you did during the full moon, say, I am so grateful for this in the past two weeks. Then you do it again for the past month and you do it again for the past six months because those are the moon cycles that we are focusing on. So now the next and final phase of the moon that we are looking at is that period between a full moon to the new moon when the moon is getting visibly smaller, which is called a waning period or a waning crescent. And building off that idea of surrender during the full moon, this is a time for intense surrender, release, purge, It's a great time to cleanse or declutter your space, your energy. So you can take this really literally and do it to your space, right? This would be a great time to reorganize, declutter, purge your things. A great time to go through your closet, go through your junk drawers, go through your emails. Just start to declutter your space and purge your space and make more space. But it's just as important that you're doing this on a internal level and on a soul level. So asking yourself, you know, you're picking up new routines during the waxing moon, you're bringing in new manifestations during this time. And now is the time to make the space for what you want in the next cycle of action, calling things in and manifesting. So what is it that you are doing that no longer serves you? What is it that's in your life that needs to be released? This is the focus of the two weeks within the waning moon. The best journaling to do during this time would be, what do I need to release, let go of, and move on from in order to make more space for what I want to call in next? So if it's a habit, what do you need to let go of in your day-to-day life to have this new habit be worked into your day? Maybe you need to let go of being on your phone in the mornings. Maybe there's a person you need to let go of who's toxic and bringing you down and always speaking down to you in order to bring in the relationship, the friendships, the love, the care, the connection that you really want to call in. So during this time, the question that you can ask yourself is, where in my life do I need to release in order to make more space? And then we circle back to the new moon, that day where you have the big release of anything else that needs to go and you set your intentions. And then we start all over again. Now there are other phases within a moon cycle. There are like niched phases. So when you look at the waning moon as a whole, 
you can break that down into separate parts of the waning moon cycle. But that will be maybe a different episode if you like this one, because the first place to start is really with this four-part cycle. There's also special lunar events like solar eclipses or lunar eclipses or supermoons and things like that that are also going to change the external energy. But stick with the basics first and get used to that before you move on to these more niched and complex subjects. And if you enjoyed today's episode, if you really enjoyed learning about the moon phases, I invite you to join my free full moon in Pisces ritual that I'll be holding on September 10th at 8 p.m. CEST. So if you're listening to this in real time, it's about a week and a half away. I think 10 days to be exact. And this will be a live Zoom event that will be about an hour, hour and a half, where we'll really begin to work with this full moon in Pisces so that you can reflect on the past two weeks, lean into that gratitude, and also do a few more magical zodiac-based and moon magic things that we'll be doing together. So if that sounds like something you want to be a part of, I'll put the link to save your spot and to get all the details of the Zoom link and anything you need to bring and everything like that. I'll put that in the show notes below so you can click onto this episode and go check out the show notes and save your spot. It's also in my bio on Instagram if that's easier, but I would love to see you there and get really magical with you during the full moon. So once again, it's on September 10th at 8 p.m. CEST. It's a Saturday and I tried to make it a time that works for everybody. But if you can't make it live, there will be a replay being sent out. But of course, there's going to be a lot more magic in the live call where we can all start to, you know, tap into this energy together and call in what we want. I'm really excited. I think it's going to be so much fun and such a beautiful moment. So I really hope to see you there. And of course, thanks again for listening all the way through to the end of this episode and for tuning into my podcast once again. It's really a dream that I get to do this every single week and I've just been loving all the support that you've given me. I love seeing the stories on Instagram that you guys post about what you're doing when you're listening to the episode, how it inspired you, what you took away from it. So please, please, please feel free to share what you're doing now. I think it's so cool that all over the world, people are going about their day grocery shopping, going for a walk, doing their morning routine, drinking their coffee, and listening to this podcast. It's so cool. It's so amazing to think about. So please share it on your stories, share it with a friend or family member or someone who you think would really find this episode interesting. And as always, please on Spotify, just go to the top of all the episodes right at the top there. You should be able to rate it five stars on Apple podcast. You can rate it five stars. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can leave a review. I've seen a few of the reviews already and they really make me smile and I really, really appreciate them. It really helps push the podcast out there and helps the podcast grow if you can rate it five stars or share it in any way. So if you can, I appreciate it so much, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye!